All right. Hello and welcome to 25 Cents uh, Video Game Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the games we tried, other games we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, of course, or on our web at goodstuff.fm. I wasn't hearing any of the music, so I was just making sure it was actually working. Not that it's critical for the live stream, but just a little embarrassing when things don't work as a program. Part of our important uh, opening brand uh, identification. <laughs> yeah, the audio edit listeners don't have any clue, hopefully, if I've edited right by the time it gets out to them, that uh, routinely the, the intro is messed up during the live recording. But for all two of you out there watching, plus maybe a bot or two, you get to hear... <laughs> <laughs> the unvarnished version. <laughs> uh, the music being funky or me interrupting or something. Yeah. And there's actually, it's, it's we're, we're on Skype for anybody who's podcast nerd f- interested. We use Skype for this just because it makes it easy for me to live stream it with a Skype call. But definitely comparing to uh, Zoom, which was on earlier with uh, a client, there's definitely more delay with Skype right now. And I don't know why that is. It could just be the afternoon. Maybe there's more people on the internet in my area or, or Skype is genuinely a little bit slower than zoom and zoom's got the hot ticket right now. But at any rate, we make do. How are you doing? Speaking of, uh, I'm good. Uh, yeah, today was the first day of, of remote, uh, fully remote school for my son mm. and, uh, they're all in on Microsoft teams, the entire district. So, uh, it looked like the, the stream was, was holding up that they had going, you know, I think it's, um, 21 first graders in his class plus a teacher seemed like it was holding up we also upgraded (laughs) our internet a few weeks ago and uh i i can't tell how much that helps versus um upstream so did you upgrade specifically because of knowing that obviously school the school situation or is it just kind of like you would have probably done it anyways but it was a good time to do it probably anyways it was a good time they'd been mailing their promo pricing for fiber in our area once it was available uh, for a while. And then um, we had been on Comcast, but uh, they kept having outages. And they said it was because they were doing network upgrades to support the increased load. But uh, it was pretty frustrating to be offline, um, you know, for sometimes uh, hours at a time, or at least just flaky for hours, hours at a time. Um, especially yeah. with doing, you know, video meetings and video school and just general, general usage. And it's been nice for work because now I'm like wired right into the, the box that CenturyLink gave us and I can upload stuff to work over the VPN a lot faster, which is makes life a little easier. Yeah. So you haven't, so you haven't hooked the switch directly up to the main line yet though. Actually, I do have an ethernet adapter for the switch. So it is when it's, when it's docked, we have USB to ethernet going to our router, which then goes to their box, which then goes to the fiber network. So it seems to have improved, uh, just dance. Cause just dance, the, the dance videos are streamed, right? Like it's, there's a few that are pre-downloaded oh. with the game, yeah. but, um, if you're on the unlimited subscription, they're just, they're streamed. So when you first start a, a given song, you'll often see some pixelation as it's kind of getting going. And that seems to be better and has had fewer dropouts since we upgraded. So mm-hmm. whatever was going on on the back end with routing and our bandwidth and whatnot, um, it seems it's a nicer experience on on the switch uh, with that setup. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have thought. I, I, I guess that makes sense that they would stream that, but it, I hadn't even thought that they would. But um, yeah, we actually just, uh, well, we'll cover that in the Switch Corner. Um, but go segueing into Kids Corner, I guess. What, uh, what have you guys been doing, either video game-wise or otherwise? Yeah, not not a lot, not as much this week because there's been a lot of kind of getting ready for school, uh, both mentally and uh, physically in terms of our space. Uh, right now, we have a little spot for him up in the at the side of the kitchen. I think we're going to have to set him up like maybe in his bedroom, just because he's going to be on calls live a lot, and you know then we can't make noise. So we'll we'll figure that part out. But he and I have been doing. Um, a little bit of uh, digital board game stuff. So, as a as a fun hobby, I think I've mentioned he he likes making up board games. And uh, a couple months ago, I had gotten Tabletop Simulator on sale on Steam, probably the summer sale. And um, so we started entering. You can see here's here's some of his prototype deck. If you're on the live stream video, <laughs> and so yeah. we started digitizing that so we can. Um, uh, try playing it online with with family and see what they think. Uh, not just the three of us here in this household. Um, and yeah. there's also a local playtesting chapter that I joined the Discord for, and apparently I can you know just kind of ping people there and be like, "Hey, my I've up, I've uploaded a game. Tell me what you think about the rules." Um, so that might be kind of a fun thing to. He's interested in game design, so that's what we've been doing. And played some other games digitally recently with family. Um, we used Tabletopia to play some My Little Scythe. My niece had gotten the physical board game, but we can't visit right now. So uh, we, my my sister taught us over over FaceTime while we were playing uh, with the with the digital version. Um, that was pretty fun uh, last weekend. Oh, is Tabletopia is that like a a legit thing, or is it a sort of hack? Or like a fake version of that, you know what I mean? It 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 is it is legit. So they the board games they support are licensed by the um the publishers. And the yeah. the idea oh, nice. is if you're on the free tier, you can play like maybe only one or two games at once and you don't have access to the full games library. But if you pay the subscription, then you get access to early release games and premium games and I think the idea is the publishers also pay because it's basically advertising, right? Like, you know, we're we're selling a board game for sixty to eighty dollars. Uh, we think probably you're going to want to try it out digitally first with your friends before before going forward. Um, huh, cool. I'll have to check that one out. I hadn't ever. Heard I think of that it started one, so. as a Kickstarter. I read, which I hadn't. I missed it when that happened. But now they're so they're running on Kickstarter funds plus their initial kind of subscriber base. How about you? Uh, we've been, uh, so actually we skipped, I think we, we attributed this anyway, this is our, our, our giving our parenting skills, a thumbs up or whatever, self patting ourselves <laughs> on the back for our great parenting is what I'm trying to say, but we skipped movie night last Friday and played a game instead. And then that kind of like felt like it snowballed into, um, the kids wanting to play games together more this week while nice. we, we've been working in things. And so they actually pulled out Settlers of Catan and Carcassonne, um, both of those we've had for a while, but, you know, kind of. You go through phases of they well, especially our kids seem to go through phases where they play it like they played it last night before bed, and then settlers they did, and then this morning, first thing my oldest had already set it up before my the other son was actually awake, and he was just like, "Can I wake him up so we can play?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
but um but yeah at any rate they played that a bit and uh, and then of course they pulled out we're back into minecraft a bit and then the fortnite marvel event continues uh and to and like in an interesting kind of way of like obviously with the the death of um chadwick boseman i think is how you say his last name the actor who played black panther um right away in the game there's like a tie-in with a black panther statue memorial almost kind of thing and um and so my kids are talking about that and just kind of this weird like yeah again just reflecting on how in my day obviously in your day younger like there's no way they could have shipped an update to any of the games we were playing to reflect what was happening in the real world and like no yeah just the the sort of mind job it does a bit sometimes where it's like it's not just a game anymore it's obviously like it's a yeah it's just a cultural uh, a location, a, a chat room, and a hangout place, as well as a place where you run around and shoot each other with weird hammers and things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure the the first game I played that kind of assumed you were always connected. Even yeah, like I think I I remember like sports games was kind of like the first one I remember where it was like the hockey game could update the roster and stuff. But I th- there must have been sure. like Warcraft certainly would have been before that where like at least LAN play. But I can't. I'm trying to remember what the first like online internet game that like actually reflected the in-game stuff. Cause I remember hockey games, all of a sudden, like the, the advertising on the boards would change because relative to being, I was in Canada, obviously, and someone in the States wouldn't probably have gotten Tim Horton's ads. I'm assuming as the same way I did <laughs> reflected oh, on the ice and stuff yeah. like that. So um, I, I imagine yeah. I have a, I, I'm missing, you know, because I, I wasn't part of the era, like some, some old mud or something that was updating the text-based content you know, right. based on real world <laughs> events, um, back in yeah. the day, I think, I think the first game I played that was online was, uh, command and conquer on CD-ROM with modem direct dial. So like, you'd have to call your friend, <laughs> make sure yeah. their phone line was clear, tell them to start the game and then have it like, listen to the phone line. And then you'd call their number from inside the game on your end. And the, the two in- copies of the game would talk to each other directly. Uh, unsurprisingly, RTS does not work very well over like 56k modem even. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it, I mean, it did technically work that I think that's the first one I remember doing something like that. Nice. So, uh, jumping into switch corner, you would, uh, you, you were saying you, you wired in your, or you, was that originally you'd had it wired all from all along basically and now with the internet increased internet, or you also decided to wire it in with the internet upgrade? N- no, we also bought the little adapter because the the switch uh, yeah. dock doesn't have uh, Ethernet built into it, but it's it's just some it's one of those weird brands that we found on Amazon that's just a little USB to Ethernet dongle, and then I had some um, extra Cat six around and just ran it to the router. Yeah, we actually I had to pick up a um, again Fortnite related. I had to pick up a memory card for the first time for our switch, so we have the thirty two gig. I want to say i can't remember if there was options but anyways 32 gig switch and then um yeah the Fortnite update was going to be too big to download and then be able to update it was kind of like the old days of the 16 gig iphones when the ios or the yeah os update was too big for your phones so you just couldn't do the update unless you deleted all your photos or whatever right um, yeah because it needed space <laughs> to unpack to download yeah. the update and unpack it and install it yeah 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 but then we figured out, like, my kids actually were like, and I, we kind of all agree, like, well, we can just delete the app and just f- download it fresh and it should work. Cause basically we have almost nothing on our switch and we couldn't, you know, it wasn't letting us cause we had Fortnite already. And then Fortnite again is like, it's 10 gig app of some sort. Um, so anyways, but in the meantime, I also downloaded, uh, or ordered, uh, 
uh, memory card. I think we got a 128 gig micro SD card that it's, it's funny where it goes in on the switch. It's like in the kickstand for the switch is where also the little slot is for the micro SD cards. <laughs> oh, you have one too. <laughs> there you go. Yes. You actually got the, I'll go full screen on you. You hold it up again. You got the, you have the Mario official Nintendo one. Yes. Or Mario branded SanDisk one. I well, guess, or so this is actually yeah. an extra one because um, we ordered one and it was delivered and I went outside and it was already gone. And so we reported it missing <laughs> and they shipped another one, got it, set it all up. And then like three days later, it showed up. So I have no idea what happened. Anyway, so yeah. I have to drop this one at the UPS store. But um, yeah, very, very strange uh, delivery experience that time. But yeah, we, we have it because uh, Just Dance, it turns out, is rather large for the uh, internal mm-hmm. memory, plus a couple of our other digital games. Yeah, and I like I moved everything basically over there to the so like Fortnite and Animal Crossing and I forget what else. So Breath of the Wild we have installed, but um, yeah, I haven't noticed. I didn't get the most expensive or fastest card. There's I was looking online. It's kind of like you know trying to get as fast as possible because you don't want your game to lag or whatever. I'm sure that's maybe the case with some really intense games, but yeah, we haven't. I got sort of the middle of the road almost maybe uh, memory card seemed to work fine so far. I guess knock on nice. memory. <laughs> um but yeah you you uh you have a note here about almost buying animal crossing or something that you're yeah so we were i think we were putting together a a costco order or maybe we were looking at their memory card prices but they they only sold them in two packs which was obviously we we only have the one switch so uh that was that was silly um uh but they have an animal crossing bundle uh currently available on on at least our online costco and we briefly had it in the cart, like, ooh, right. And it came with like an extra uh, pro controller that had the whole theming. But I think then uh, my wife and I were talking about it a little bit more. And, and even from some of what you've described, I think maybe it's a little bit too much in the like chore house management category for, for us to, to be interested in. Although I certainly see plenty of my, my uh, friends from like college and stuff who I'm switch friends with uh, putting plenty of time into it. So. Yeah, that's something that's interesting. You can see, I think it's, you can see other people's, right? How many hours they've played of a game of mm-hmm. their recent history anyway. So it's always funny to like, oh, Mike's played 45 hours of Animal Crossing or whatever. Like, I guess that's why maybe when I say, do you want to get together, or do something, he doesn't have any time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like my, my old roommate has a, uh, like what's eight month old ish. I think that's about right. Mm. And uh, a few months ago, he was putting a lot of time in, and I, I have to imagine there was just kind of some switch baby juggling going on for <laughs> at strange hours, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's where, like, it is. Um, there is no like requirement in terms of what doesn't. I don't. I've never felt, and my kids have never felt like, and they're not super online kids yet, but they've never really felt like they're missing something in terms of not getting on animal crossing. Like they happily skip it for days at a time. But I could also see if you have a kid who's kind of like got it on the brain, the way I know our kids have at various times with obviously with Fortnite, but even with Minecraft too, where like got to get back, got to get back. And this is definitely even more addictive in that sense of like, there's now there's new fall animal updates and fish you can catch that are only available in the fall instead of, and the, some of the summer fish are gone. And so if you're, if you're sort of a collector minded person, kid or otherwise, um, it would definitely sort of trigger some of those like completionist, uh, 
tendencies if you have any of those in you <laughs> when you're playing these kind of games. So, um, and I don't know what the leveling up experience is like beyond, we're kind of just like, we've got a house, we're now collecting a bunch of, they just send you out on missions to like go collect rocks or whatever so that they can build a, now I think it's a store that we're going to try and build or something for the island. Um, and so that's as far as we are, but it kind of goes much like other things. It goes in spurts and starts where they're, they're really into it for a while, but then happily leave it for a while. And so, yeah, it's always, it'll be a game that they can come like your son or you or whatever can come back to in a year and, and still enjoy. It's nothing that's going to go out right. of fashion as far as how the style of gameplay is or whatever. So, well, and, and simulate some of the simulation games are the ones I go back to, you know, either under emulation or have an old copy of, um, you know, the things like in the Civ series or Sim series are, are ones that I stop playing for years at a time and, and return to. So did you watch, uh, and well, I mean, obviously uh, we'll, we'll assume the pandemic is going to be solved here in the next couple of weeks, but um, this winter there might be lots of time to be stuck inside playing a game like Animal Crossing. Um, so did you watch the Nintendo Direct? The they have these like almost every few month, every month or so there's a direct, but this is like right. the Super Mario anniversary direct, I guess. Right. I yeah. So I, I, watch, I, I don't, I don't celebrate, but apparently it was the 35th anniversary of the release <laughs> of uh, Super Mario brothers. Um, and I did not watch the full stream, but I watched some highlights and then, and there were a couple of things that um, uh, jumped out at me. So uh, probably the biggest one is the announcement of Super Mario 3d all-stars uh, not to be confused with their old game, Super Mario All-Stars, which I think was, what, the the Nintendo games on a Super Nintendo cartridge, maybe? Something like that. Mm. I might be yeah. misremembering which edition. Um, but this is going to be Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. So basically, their, their flagship N64, GameCube, and Wii Mario games in a single bundle for Switch. Um, and I, I actually, funnily enough, I think the only one I owned was galaxy cause it came with a Wii bundle that I had years ago, but it's also the one I played the, the least of, um, sunshine. I think I maybe completed the main story, but not a lot of the bonus stuff on my roommates, GameCube, my sophomore year of college, <laughs> I want to say. Um, and then Mario 64, I played a ton at friends houses here and there, um, but we never had an N64 except the one time we rented one from Blockbuster back when that was a thing you could do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, it would be really fun, I think, to get back in these old games. I'm sure they'll look a little dated compared to the current generation, but I just remember them being really innovative for 3D gameplay and, and thought it'd be a lot of fun uh, for for some family uh, 3D platform play. I'd missed that they were doing this. I saw the so there's the, the, the real world arc, um, con- RC control cars kind of thing, Mario Kart thing where you have like a real car that you can set up a little virtual track in your house and the car can drive around your living room. And, uh, but you're playing Mario Kart sort of AR style through a camera on the front of the, the car. I, but I somehow yeah. skipped, that was like the only thing that made it sort of like through the blogosphere that I was reading anyways, <laughs> following up on it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't actually go back and watch the, the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, that, 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 this, the that home thing. circuit thing looks really cool. It looks cool, except it's like, I was thinking about it in our house here and I think every parent kind of goes like initially was like, wow, that'd be awesome. But then it's like the, I was watching the, the even just the kid playing the game, like they're st- sitting down and looking at their screen the whole time. They don't actually get to watch like the car ever driving around 
the room. So they're kind of missing the experience of that part of like the fun of seeing it go around the room, I guess. Um, and then the parent is like sitting at the desk table trying to get their work done and getting hit by the <laughs> car and stepping on it by accident. <laughs> I was thinking I'm the pessimist, I guess, who's like, I can only see the tears and the, it, it, it looks cool. I, I mean, we, we live in a, in a townhome style layout. And so there's not a huge, uh, bit of floor space, you know, all on one floor. And, and I feel like it would be very likely to just take a header off the, the sort of <laughs> under the fit under the railings and go down, go down the stairs and not work anymore. So an interesting AR application, probably not one I would get um, compared to the, to the other thing. Well, I think they listed as a hundred dollars us, if I'm not mistaken, is what was going to be the MSRP anyways for it. If I, I could be wrong there, but maybe it was Canadian, but for someone who like in our case, we already have Mario Kart. And that's a fun game on its own, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It'd be a hard sell to want to get like a, what seems like somewhat limited, again, like space, you know, you need space to ha- to do it, first of all. Um, it would be a neat thing to go, again, to like back in the day, going to someone else's house and playing with it for a bit and wishing you had it. But then <laughs> yeah, kind of like, ah, it's okay. We can just go play it a little bit and then not have to own it per se. But yeah, so I don't think we'll be, we'll be partaking either, so... Cool. Um, how about Apple stuff? What's uh, there's we? I think I, you've I highlighted a, a few rumors recently. Yeah, I went by with the Apple TV. I, I was I didn't read the full article. Thankfully, uh, good stuff. Uh, fellow good stuff folk, uh, Kyle uh, broke the bad news to me that it was a rumor that it was going to be 2021. I thought it was like coming soon in 2020, but it looks like the rumor, anyways, is for 2021, which is. I mean, I should be shouldn't be surprised at this point, but. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, just sad that it's not coming out. And then Apple One is what the their bundle. Yeah, there was I guess there were some strings in one of the recent iOS updates indicating the existence of a bundle. So yeah, the speculation in the the Apple podcastosphere is that yeah, it'll combine some tiers of Apple Music and Apple Arcade and and Apple TV Plus and Apple News, all their subscription stuff, maybe iCloud storage for a little bit less if you commit to multiple uh, services at once. Um, something right. we would definitely consider because we we have Arcade and my wife has music. We're currently on the TV Plus free trial that came with her last phone upgrade, I think. Um, so, you know, yeah. we would, we would certainly think about, you know, kind of doing a combo thing if it's a, if it's a good deal. Yeah. Especially if they bundle, I would hope they do like the iCloud storage thing is sort of like a basic thing that you need because that would make backing up stuff a lot easier and, and probably safer for a lot of their customers. So hopefully that's sort of the core, uh, tent, one of the tent poles anyways for it. And then, yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine unless they stop doing it, but like the Apple TV plus thing where they give it away for free with any hardware purchase, basically of a, any, almost anything, I think like phones and computers for sure. Um, I don't know when I would guess once they reach some critical mass of subscribers paying, they'll turn that off where they don't feel like they need to justify the viewers with free stuff and, and sort of force people to pay for it. But I feel like it's going to be a little while anyways, before they do that. So, um, but maybe this Apple one bundle will be the thing that's kind of pushes people to do that or pushes Apple to do that and then requires people to bundle it, bundle it together. Yeah. I think the the only, the only concern I, I have, I, I think was highlighted on a recent episode of clockwise was, is that if you're, if you only have a few of the services activated, like every time you use one of those, you'll get some banner or notification from Apple on your Apple device that you should sign up for the other things. And that feels icky and not really, it, it's not a very Apple experience the way I, I have it in my head. 
the especially the way they tend to do, you know, less and less uh advertising and locking down privacy and stuff, but but they get to cross promote their products all the time. That would be a little iffy. Yeah, the modern Apple definitely has no problem doing a bit of that, like the pop-ups and the things that they otherwise yeah. slap other people's wrists for for doing. <laughs> Exactly. So anyways, there was speaking of Costco, Costco had a, uh, a deal or no Apple. Where was it? Apple actually had a refurbished deal on Apple TVs, the 64 gig ones, I think that were actually cheaper than the 32 gig new. Um, and it was like 199 or 190 Canadian. I forget. I always mix up the U S Canadian pricing and can't remember which one mm. is the good deal, but, <laughs> um, but it was, I was, I had it like tempted to order and I was like, but I know as soon as I do, it's the new one's going to come out. So I just was like, try to be a good patient waiter. Um, and uh, then by, by the time I kind of waffled enough, it, I went back and refreshed and it was gone. So yeah, more refurb. But if you're looking on, like, by the way, like for Apple nerds out there, if you're not aware, you can go on the Apple store online and there's a way down at the bottom. You can go to the refurb and clearance section and you can often find good deals on iPods. iPhone, well, not iPods anymore, I guess, but um, iPads and Mac computers in general that are a couple months or a couple years old and, but still with a brand new one year warranty kind of thing. So anyways, what, uh, games did you play Apple TV, Apple arcade stuff this lately? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, I'm also, as I said before, waiting, waiting for that TV platform to come for, for some arcade play, I think. Um, but, uh, we tried, we briefly tried little Orpheus, uh, which is, um, uh, pretty surprisingly nice, uh, 3d graphics but just a, a 2d platformer but with really nice 3d graphics um mm. with some interesting cover mechanics at least in the levels we we tried um but uh, i was playing with my son and the the big dinosaur that kind of come follows you through the level and almost eats you a bunch it's like a t-rex type uh was a little too scary for him so we stopped and then separately the 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 setting is sort of it's this like cold war underground expedition gone wrong finding the land of the lost or something like that um kind of thing um i think he just didn't have any context for for the the theming and styling of the game so we we dropped that one i i might revisit it myself later but um not not at this time um the the one i the one i was really thinking about talking about um i actually finished a couple weeks ago but we it was during our hiatus and i i wanted to save some time to talk about it was creeks so this is from um Amanita again, uh, who've done um, you know, Machinarium and and these other games we've mentioned, and and that one we tried uh, a few episodes ago. I'd have to look up the episode number, which I failed to put in the notes. Um, it's a it's a really nice puzzle platformer. Again, that beautiful hand drawn uh, art style. Um, but the the premise is is basically you get woken up, and you're this guy, and you you kind of explore this little crawl space in your home and it leads to this entire like weird ramshackle underground mansion that's all underneath the world and the the core mechanic is there's there's dangerous things there's there's various monsters and stuff that can get you but if a light's shining on them they just look like furniture right so it's like is it is it real or imagined right um and so the puzzle is using lighting strategically to navigate you know through the levels and and through um this greater house and each little scene is is pretty small and and nice and short um the puzzle difficulty is pretty good there there were a couple i got stuck on and i had to check uh i had to look up a, a solution which these days um 
seems to be like you have to find someone who's just recorded a, a stream of them playing and like jump to the part where they beat the level you are on and then watch what they did and then try to do it. I, I really miss just ASCII walkthrough guides for games where you, yeah. you can just like <laughs> scroll down to the level you're stuck on and read what to do. But that's maybe just more yeah. my style. It's a more dated style. Um, <laughs> it uses sound and music really nicely. So so I would say this is one of my favorite games on arcade so far that I've tried. Um, just uh, really, really well done setting. I think the total play time was, again, around that three or four hour mark probably that I put into it. Uh, spread out over several uh, short sessions. Um, and the way it wrapped up at the ending was not what I expected, given what the game was, seemed to be building up to, which I, I appreciated. There was, a, there was a neat twist kind of at the ending. Um, it looks like there's some replayability in terms of going after different hidden achievements, you know, beating certain levels in certain ways or faster or whatnot. Um, but, you know, I, I finished it. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think I would necessarily revisit it. Um, but yeah, it, um, it, it's one of those sort of artful games we keep coming back to that seem like would not have had a very big audience without Apple Arcade because they would have had to charge, you know, five plus dollars, probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of traction on the store, maybe wouldn't have even taken the risk to build it. But with Apple backing, you can like, oh yeah, we can create this really um, beautiful contained single-player experience. Yeah, it looks... It, Pilgrims, by the way, is the other game that we had played. Um, and that's episode nine of 25 Cents, if you want to find it in your podcast player. But um, yeah, I love... I Actually, I'm kind of like enjoying the fact that I'm doing this podcast, even though I don't have Apple Arcade right now, because there's actually like a whole library of games now that I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll, I'll go back to that one for sure if I subscribe for a month. And kind of like, almost like banking a whole library of games that I'll could binge in a month. You know, if, you, again, Blizzard hits quarantine is still in, in effect and uh, yeah. kids are somewhere else somehow. And uh, I have a day to just binge games. I don't know when that will happen, but <laughs> all those three things have to align. But um, yeah, definitely it looks it, just visually knowing how much I love playing pilgrims through as far as I did um, and having, having the same company actually come up with a very similar kind of style aesthetic game, uh, which obviously seems like sort of their thing um, would be a lot of fun to play. You mentioned something in there. I saw um, it closes if you switch apps. So if you're like, switch out of the app it it sort of shuts down and restarts or something yeah i ran into that i don't know if that's been fixed in an update but yeah so like if if you switched over like touch notification or switch over to another app and then switch back it would you'd start back at the loading screen and i mean the autosave is very frequent so you wouldn't really lose progress you just have to wait for the game to load so that was a little odd it i don't know if that was something they've they've since fixed this was um over a month ago now um okay but just yeah not that was that was really the only the only negative of the experience um, right. Oh, the other thing that's cool is there, there are points in the game where you find like a little painting inside this, this mansion like structure you're exploring and it's a little mini game. And so you have to do like a little action, a couple of actions to like beat the painting and then you get an achievement. Like one of the, it's one of the little, right. you don't have to do it. It's not part of the game, but it's just some, the, the developers are very creative in, in creating these additional little puzzles. Um, and then the last one you mentioned, which I know I saw go by too, was, um, the, the last campfire, I think it's called. Yeah. Last campfire, which is from hello games, which I, th- are they, they're the ones who do, um, what's that big open world space? No man's sky. Then, or am I, yeah. Is that the same company? I or think am I mixing so? up my survival, <laughs> whatever games I might. Yeah. Uh, I- they've had a really, if it is the same, if I'm thinking of the same company here, I'll just, I, luckily there's the internet. Um, <laughs> 
we can answer this question live on air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No Man's Sky. There's also, they had like a, uh, what was the, we played it, I played it with my kids on the Xbox, like a, a motorbike stuntman guy, like, Hello oh Games. yeah. It's like, really eclectic. Um, I played a demo of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Joe Danger was called. Um, yes. I think it was on PC as well, but anyways, just like kind of a real eclectic group of different games they've made. And I, I know No Man's Sky is something where I just much like World of Warcraft, where I would love it. I would dive into it. I would lose hours, days, months of my life to it if I just went into it and didn't come out. And so that's part of the reason why I just can't go into it because I know I won't come out. But um, yeah, anyways, back to The Last Campfire. It looks, visually looks really good as always with yeah. a lot of the games and uh, um, kind of that, almost like what we were just talking about with uh, like Samaros to Missionary, like that kind of game style with sort of these weird characters, but then a bit of, Almost looks like um, the puzzling style of, uh, what's that one where like it's, uh, shoot, really popular iOS game a couple of years ago, the where you sort of flip the world sideways. Anyways, I can't think of the name right Monument now. Monument Valley? Monument Valley, yeah. There was a couple of puzzles yes. kind of thing that almost looked like that style. By, but then by a us two games, big... which I think I was confusing Hello Games with briefly. Uh... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this is another one where I'll just put it on my list because it's like, again, once the Apple TV comes out, Apple would be amazing to sit down with kids in the living room and play through and take turns doing levels and just watching the movie unfold as well that you're experiencing because it looks visually for anybody watching the live stream. I've got the trailer playing, but it looks amazing. And I'm sure visually or audibly sound wise is going to be really fun and interesting. And um, yeah, what were your thoughts on Last campfire. Yeah, I think I think this is definitely one just based on the content and the style that uh, that I'll try playing with with my with my son. And usually, what we'll do is, you know, I'll I'll give him the controller. He's still pretty new to to that style of game, and he'll kind of play until he gets stuck, and then he'll hand it back to me for for help. Um, and that's mostly how we've been doing that kind of puzzle or platformer game. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's one I'm I'm excited about in in the the current slate of recent uh, releases on on Apple Arcade. Um, so you mentioned uh, you we haven't really touched on it as a as a category before, but PC gaming, like playing more. Um, <laughs> obviously, arcade you can play on a Mac, but you know, ignoring that for the moment. Yeah, the uh, I'm trying to recognize your acronym there of STO. Oh yes, uh, that was more a note for me. Uh, I, I was going to mention something about. Star Trek Online, but uh, you oh, you you, gotcha. want, you had <laughs> yeah PC gaming is a thing I used to do a ton of went Mac was happy and didn't really care because it was like Xbox is fine or whatever this is like over a ten year period kind of thing but lately every so often it kind of was like rears its head of like oh it'd be fun to have a game again and or a PC gaming machine for game X like that comes along and and I have like a library of Steam games that I have gotten either as part of bundles or free that are all just Windows based and there's just like I'll never play them. And that's I'm not that's not the end of the world. But um definitely there's a my oldest who's was really into is really into Fortnite. We kind of like half hatched a plan to maybe build a PC together. Um and then but haven't gotten around to doing that and he's kind of thinking elsewhere with his money that he has for his part of it but um yeah lately again it's kind of like something triggered i forgot i even can't even remember what it was now which game the old fall guys is actually which is a horrible 
uh, example of a game to, to that justified building a whole PC for. Right. It was a really popular online streaming game. And you kind of watch it like, I want to be a part of that. It looks like fun. It's just like right. a game where you're all trying to run to the end and make it to the end without falling, basically. It's, and um, it sounds like silly and stupid, but you know, it's, it looks kind of fun. And it's only available on PC. I think it's coming to PlayStation, Xbox, maybe eventually. But um, at any rate... Plus, there's the geeky side of me that loves, just like, remembers loving, anyways, the building of a PC, swapping out video cards, RAM, all that stuff that on a Mac you just don't do. And I'm, as a business and a person who works on a computer all day, I don't miss having to fiddle with my memory on my computer in order to get my work (laughs) done. But for, like, a fun hobby thing, it's definitely, like, I have no problem, like, swapping out a hard drive or putting a new video card because something else has come along and... Um, so anyways, over on, if you're at all familiar with this, or if it's been a number of years, there's a great site, um, called pcpartpicker.com and you can flip it to Canadian or U S pricing, but, um, or wherever you are in the world. But basically what you used to do uh, when I was, uh, younger anyways, is, you know, you'd build a spreadsheet and try to track this all manually and remember where you got this one chip from and where you got this one video card from. But this now you just say like, I want this card and it just sources the best price anywhere on the web. And then you can save a whole bunch of different build that build uh, setups that you want. And, uh, and then even use like parametric, um, filters to like filter out the best deal for the best type. So like if 16 gigs of RAM is the cheapest, go with that. Otherwise go with eight gigs of RAM at this, you know, configuration and those kinds of things. Right. Um, and have it all update for you. So it's perfect for like the nerd in me. And I still have not committed to ever actually buying a thing um, or, and building it. Cause I'm still terrified of dropping whatever a thousand to $1,500 on a thing that is just to play a $50 game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Anyways, that's what, where are you at these days with the whole gaming yeah, and so PC gaming thing? Mo- mostly my, my exposure is just to um, uh, co- co-workers, a couple of co-workers, you know, uh, are, are putting their their money into, you know, pretty, pretty fancy gaming rigs at times. And, and they play a lot uh, at home, um, even though we're primarily a Mac uh, development shop. Um, I mean, historically, I think I've mentioned I, I had, we had a family IBM PC that ran DOS. And then we jumped to Mac because my dad was a school teacher and that was, you know, the dominant platform at the time and compatibility was a lot harder at the time. So, and then had, and I was a, the, that rare breed of Mac gamer, uh, for a very long time. Um, even with the limited library that was available, uh, in the nineties. Um, the only time I've really fiddled with hardware was the period during which I had a Mac pro tower. And, you know, I was, adding RAM and hard drives and swapped out the video card, uh, from the stock one at one point. Um, and yeah, I, I, that was mostly being driven by how much world of Warcraft I was playing at the time. You know, I I was putting a huge amount of time into that every, every evening and, and weekend pretty much as a, as a young single person. Um, and that was a lot of my social time as well, both with people I knew and people online only. Um, I do have windows installed on this uh, home iMac for bootcamp. And there's a couple of steam games I swap over to play. I don't think I had in like a year, probably since we'd moved here, just (laughs) there wasn't anything that had grabbed me. And I've been playing a ton of Apple arcade, for example. Um, But the other week I did try, I was like, Oh, 
Star Trek Online. That was fun. I, I kind of want to see what what's going on in there. And I'd gotten like a promo code for some new stuff in the game. I technically had a lifetime subscription at one point, but it I think that went away when they went to free to play and it got transferred between it's operated by a different company now, right? Um, but that in one of those transitions, they stopped developing their Mac client. Um, so I, I did see that you could do it via play on Mac, which is a, a wrapper around wine, which is right. wine is not an emulator. It's one of those clever open source, uh, projects. And I had used that, um, uh, in the form of crossover gaming years ago, I think I played portal that way originally before there was portal for Mac. Um, and it worked pretty well. Um, but that, that's kind of about the limit, limit of my, uh, PC gaming experience. And I think the main, um, reason I, I don't see myself investing anytime soon, not that there aren't games that would interest me, but the fact that I don't generally have time to sit and play for long stretches. Whereas it seems like in the case of your eldest, you're more at the age range where it's now a thing you can do together. Um, you know, the, the, the game, the games work out. It makes sense that you would actually both put in the amount of time to really invest. Right. Yeah. It's a bit of that. It's a bit of, I mean, my history there too, of like, and like you said, not, I definitely don't have the time to invest hours and hours into the games that I know I could get drawn into with a windows. So it's kind of like a nice, just like not having the Apple TV 4k is kind of like a nice excuse to not have to, or, or barrier maybe is a better word, uh, to, not investing a bunch of time into these games that I otherwise would get sunk into. But the problem inevitably comes is like, even if I did build something, then he needs to build one as well. Cause otherwise we can't have a land party. <laughs> so, right. And what, what else, what else do you do with a windows gaming machine? If, if not have some sort of land party of some sort and, and stay up late playing Starcraft two or, or Warcraft three or whatever. Um, Cause yeah, exactly. Otherwise, what's the point? So, um, but yeah, it, it's it, like the, I, I can see it in my future. I know like anytime I put a, I sort of like, uh, use the internet as a guide, which is obviously is a horrible dis- thing to do, but, uh, any sort of thing that I put out in the world comes back with like, well, why wouldn't you? And, but, um, it's hilarious looking at the, so I'll, put, I'll include the link to my, the PC part picker thing that I sort of put together the latest version of that. But like the video card alone is like a $500 video card. And that like, that's, a good deal for the great, like uh, one of the better video cards. And there's actually a bunch of new ones that were just announced. So I need to wait and update it, but um, you can tell me in the comments somewhere if, uh, if I, there's a video card I should be looking at that I don't see, but, um, but like, yeah, it boggles my mind that like an Xbox one sells for three to $500. That's everything. And <laughs> this tower would be $500 just for the video card alone. Um, that kind of does my head in, but yeah, like my my friend Dave said, he you can push a lot of pixels for five hundred dollars, and you can always upgrade it in a year and a half. Whereas your Mac that you buy is you're stuck with it for life, basically now with a video card the way they do it. So it is there's certain benefits that way for sure. But anyways, we uh, I think we need to wrap up um, time wise. But so there's. Returning games that you're playing, we can maybe, I don't know if you want to quickly blast through them just to like update. Yeah, I can just hit each of them quickly. Um, uh, So could try a new playthrough of Tale of Crows. I got stuck again. I contacted the developer on Twitter. They acknowledged there's an issue and actually asked for my save file uh, because I guess they're trying to, there's something, it must be in the way the story branches where it just becomes impossible to advance in some rare, rare case. Um, So uh, we'll, we'll help them with that. 
Um, I saw there were some the there were some new grindstone levels. So obviously their success is allowing them to continue to develop that game. Uh, and I've been, as I mentioned, kind of touching Hearthstone again. There's a new expansion with some single player content that I played, and then I've been enjoying the. Um, there's a new newer battlegrounds mode that is in beta that's that's kind of a fun like progressive leveling up you know you do a series of games um and and it lets you it lets you play with cards that you wouldn't normally have in your collection unless you put a lot of uh, money into the game because it's a drafting uh, based mechanic um that's that's basically what I've, i've been up to Right. And I'll just say I, for anybody out there who was a uh, early 90s, or I think that's when it came out, 90s video game player, um, the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and then 2, which were like epic games at the time. Like I, again, for being a non-skateboarder, but who loved watching other people play skateboard or who watched play skateboarding, <laughs> watch other people skateboarding. Um, they, it was a game that I loved. I just, I think it was on the PlayStation 1 I had it, but um now they just reissued the first two games, repackaged them up as in new HD, new characters and stuff. But basically this, the gameplay that where all the things were in the game, all that kind of stuff seems to be exactly the same. And, uh, and I had just actually remembered today that my mom had given me Amazon money of all things, which isn't something normally she does, but usually it's just like a wad of cash for your birthday or whatever. <laughs> but she actually bought me an Amazon card and I was like, Oh, I think that's the perfect birthday gift. So next Wednesday I'll be skating up like it's 1989 on my Xbox, hopefully, <laughs> if all things go well. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, I've never, so, I never really got into any of those the skateboarding. Actually, just sport games generally was not not high on my list because um, mostly I didn't have a console and was playing on what was what was available for Mac. Although I know I played a lot of what was the snowboarding one, SSX Tricky on yeah. PS2. I played a lot of that in college. I think um, the the Media Lounge had a copy of that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. And uh, by the way, I'll just mention, um, I was actually a guest on a video, another video game podcast called 143 Pixels from uh, uh, runjumpstomp.com. So you can find it wherever you get podcasts. But my episode isn't out yet, but it's basically he's got a 10 season or 10 episode run of a season interviewing folks about their favorite game. Just pick one game, talk about that for an hour. And actually, I talked about NHL, the hockey games um, that I played. So I kind of cheated a little bit and talked about a bunch of games, but it's basically the same game. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, so that should be coming out. I don't know how, when his release is, but he's got the preview out for the next season. Uh, so anchor.fm slash one forty three is where you can find that. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening to 25 cents, a video game arcade podcast. You can find us, uh, you can find me actually on Twitter at iCris. You can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as ultra nerd. That's N U R D. And you can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts. Of course, be sure to check out our good stuff. Patreon, patreon.com slash good stuff. You can join us in the discord chat about all sorts of stuff like video games and beyond box cars. I don't know what, what I forget what we've been talking about this week, but, uh, and health crises, of course, and all the fun stuff that yes. is going on in the world. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>